From the PSIA AASI Mobile Studios in Annapolis, Maryland, I'm George Thomas. You're listening to First Chair. And tonight we're visiting with Max Brennan. Max, thanks very much for taking the time to join us. Yeah, anytime. Happy to be here. Now, Max, you've kind of reached the pinnacle of trying out for, you know, the, the highest exam there is, which is the national team. <laughs> How'd you get to that point? Uh, you know... Honestly, I don't want to say I'm, I'm surprised really by any means, but it's, I'd have to give a lot of credit just to me wanting to you know, put the time into doing it, having that goal kind of in the back of my mind is I got through level two exam and went through the level three exam and then now here we are now having gotten to this point. It's, it was really something that was in the back of my head. It's what I wanted to do. It's something I've really wanted to go for for the last few years. And yeah, I jumped at every opportunity I could to train and get better. And here we go. <laughs> and here is we that, go, really, yeah. Is that kind of the attitude you had from the get-go? Um, yeah, initially, kind of, it really just started as something that I was doing part-time. And once I noticed and saw how cool this, this job really is, how awesome this job that we get to do is, you know, I wanted to be a part of it at the highest level. And so, as like I kind of said, going through all of this stuff, it was, oh, yeah, I'm, I want to make a stab at this, whether it is 2020 or if it is 2024, whatever, whenever that date is. Um, yeah, no, it was it was it was there. And it was something that I've wanted to do for the last few years for a while. And I'm really excited to give it a stab for the first time here next year. I liked what you just said about the job because you, you took me all the way back to 86, my first year of teaching when people were like, when are you going to get a real job? And it, to me, it always was a real job. <laughs> no, ex exactly. Yeah. And it, it may not have started kind of in that, in that sense, you know, it was just a part-time college job, but no, it, it, it turned into a career and it's, it's something that I'm really passionate about doing. And it's something that I really hope to do for gosh, a long time for years when, to come really when did you yeah. start looking at this as a career path um i would say that started kind of in my last year of kind of my last year of school it was you know as i got my level two cert which i did during my last part-time season i kind of like i graduated luckily at the end of a fall term so in december and that's when i decided well, let's take a stab at this see what we see how we like it doing it full time um it, at that point after that season it was just kind of okay yeah this is i don't i don't think i could be doing anything cooler or anything more worth my time than being on snow and doing the job that i love to do doing what i love to do on a daily basis absolutely what was it about teaching that really attracted you to the job um so I've, I've done some teaching in my past, not with skiing, but uh, with music. I am a musician. Um, so I had a little bit of a background in sharing my knowledge with other people. And I really, really get such a good kick out of watching somebody be successful. Maybe not only for the first time, but over a length of time as they learn to do new things and as they learn to excel and get better at what they already know how to do. So just like with skiing, right, you, you spend the time with these people um, you get to know these people, you get to establish relationships with these people. And as you're going about, whether it's the first lesson or if it's the 30th lesson you've had with these people, if you, you know, you do your job really well, which we all, we all crush what we do. 
if we are successful at that, watching these people learn new things, watching them, you know, watching that aha moment that they have on their face when they learn to do something for the first time, or they've learned to do something easier with more efficiency or whatever, whatever. It's, it's really that moment. It's that pure joy that people get when they learn to do something new and being that person that's helped them facilitated their learning to get to that spot. Absolutely. is one of the coolest things about teaching. And, and then obviously sharing the sport with hundreds of people every season is pretty phenomenal as well. Now in your position, I mean, you're training staff and teaching guests and you actually get to see those aha moments with everybody at every level. Yeah. Um, you know, just recently being, you know, put on Intermountain Development Team, so getting ready to step into that DCL examiner role, clinic leader trainer role here in the next year or two. Uh, yeah, I get to. I'm getting to start. To, I'm starting to see that with not only just recreational skiers, but with instructors too. Watching as they they come into the skin, I guess to to put it of what needs to be done at a level two standard, what needs to be done at a level three standard. And when they get it and when you can see that they get it and they can recognize that they get it, it's really quite cool. And then with recreational skiers, same thing, maybe not at the level, but watching them get things, it's, it's really cool. And it's really rewarding. It's really fulfilling. How do you take those moments and share that with your student? I mean, you see that breakthrough coming and, when when that happens, you really develop a pretty special bond with that person. Yeah, yeah, you you really do, and you can go about it a lot of different ways. You kind of have to. It depends really on the person that you're with. You know, so everyone everyone's different. Everyone obviously behaves differently, learns differently, um, and obviously is going to react differently. Whether it is to feedback or to um, you know praise, positive you know, positive reinforcement. With, you can't with everybody say, "Hey, you're you're really getting it. You're really doing well." Some people you actually have to push into that environment where they can do what they've just learned to do, and then do it without you even having to tell them that they are being successful at it, which is really quite interesting and really cool. But it's yeah, it's very dependent on the person. Some people don't want to hear, as weird as it may sound. Some people don't want to get that. Hey, you're doing great. You're doing great. Whether they're shy or whether they have, you know, whatever the case. So there's a lot of different ways to convey that to whether it is your client, whether it is your friend that you're skiing with, or whether you know it's a fellow instructor. Really, could you share with us your favorite condition and or favorite level to teach? Um, I really enjoy. Um, you know, if we're going to use that level one through nine kind of scale, uh, I really enjoy kind of that level, level kind of early level seven, I want to say, is guests start to get more comfortable and start learning to explore kind of off-trail skiing, whether it's for the first time or whether they want to kind of take things up to the next level. Um, where I work uh, at Alta in, in Utah in Little Cottonwood Canyon, um, that's that's kind of what we're famous for. That's kind of what we hold, hang our hat on. Really, is off trail, deep snow, really soft, really fun snow to ski in. And so, being able to you know coach somebody and kind of guide somebody into doing that for the first time and have them be successful at that is just so much fun. It really is. 
Um, and that being said, though, too, there's really nothing quite like um, taking a first-time skier out for the first time and getting slide, getting them to slide on snow. It's There's something special about that, too. And I really enjoy that whenever I get the chance to do it. That first-time lesson is awfully special. But, you know, it's funny you said early level seven because that makes me think, you know, what a group that you get those aha moments from because those are skiers that they've got learned movement patterns and, you know, it works. They can get around the mountain, but you're in a position where you can make some very subtle changes that make a huge difference. Oh, absolutely. 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 You can say very little and get so much done. You can have, you can affect one, one change and it changes so much for that person. Absolutely. And that's kind of the level where, I feel like a lot of people do end up kind of getting stuck recreationally. They learn to ski, they learn the basic movements, but they don't really get the chance to explore past that or dive past that because it's not only challenging, but it's intimidating. When you look at, you know, big mountain off-trail skiing, it gets intimidating for a lot of people. So it's really cool to kind of coach people into that and share their first experience with skiing off-trail, skiing in deep snow, skiing in moguls, what have you. It's really quite cool. You know, and that's also a a level where it can be difficult to have people come take lessons from us. And, you know, what you're talking about, where we can make those big changes for them, how can we get that across to the public, do you think? Um, It's it's really funny. It's not funny, but it's really cool that you do bring that up. It's something that we've really thrown around a lot um, in the Alta Ski School is that you know, intermediate zone or into that expert zone, how do you create that kind of um, need for, or I guess not the need, that's kind of the wrong word, but how do you create, how do you create the um, kind of the drive for people to go and take lessons in that level? It's, it's hard. Um, I think kind of the big thing is to really, um, really kind of create really strong environment a really supportive safe environment for that skier because they're going to be doing things that are new to them that are scary to them skiing off trail skiing in deep snow skiing in bumps skiing in steeper terrain for the first time it's scary for them setting it up to where they're in a safe space they're in a good environment where you know everything's everything's exposed there's no wrong answers you're there to learn we're there to help you we're going to make this about you and it's going to be fun. Um, but it's hard. It's, it's, it's tricky to get that across, especially when you haven't met the person ever, or the person has never taken a ski lesson before. I think that's, that's where that gets challenging. And I think that's something that's really worth diving into and exploring more. How do we get that out there to people? How do we make that more available to people to do? I mean, that's the person who can maybe ski a lot of the mountain and then you're taking them out and, making some changes that are feeling weird. And I, I think you really nailed it with this um, because that is so scary. It is. It's, it's terrifying. And you, you hear it a lot from a lot of people. We, um, we offer a, we do a off show workshop every afternoon, kind of from mid mountain. And that first level of that workshop is the kind of that level seven ish skill level. And so doing a lot of those and spending a lot of time doing that product it's you see a lot of it and you ask hey are you guys 
would you guys feel comfortable maybe trying something a little bit more challenging and a lot of times people are hesitant to do it so yeah it is it's very scary for people sometimes to take that step into bigger terrain steeper terrain Max, this is, a, this is a topic I want to explore with you in a, another podcast for sure. I'd really like to get into to depth with this topic. But um, what are you doing this summer and early fall to prepare for your uh, national team tryouts? Um, so well, summer, that's kind of an easy one for me. So I leave in about a week. I'll be spending my summer again in uh, the beautiful Andes in Portillo, Chile. Ooh. doing kind of what I love to do, which is teach skiing and be on snow. So I'll have, um, I'll have pretty much all, all summer to, you know, train and practice and oh, plenty of time on snow. That's for sure. <laughs> um, and then coming home, you know, I'll hopefully if the season goes well and we get the snow that we want, you know, be able to come home early October. And, um, I, you know, tend to spend a lot of time kind of, especially last year in between these two seasons, just kind of on kind of any injury prevention training that I can do, um, just to make sure everything's strong, everything is stable and everything kind of is working so that I'm at the lowest risk to kind of injure myself, planning on doing all the, you know, movement training and technical training in the summer and then make sure everything's really solid, um, before we get the ball rolling in November. Once I get home. In conclusion, biggest change you want to make in your skiing this season? Uh, biggest change I want to make in my skiing. Oh God, I wish I wish that answer was nothing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would, you know, I, you know, this summer I think I'll spend probably a lot of time on really kind of fine and subtle movements, um, especially kind of symmetry with both sides. I know I'm a little bit asymmetrical with a few of my movements um so really just kind of fine-tuning what's happening on that microscopic level because really when you think about skiing kind of what you do the smallest thing you do whether it's how you tip your skis over or what tips first how much whatever etc etc where you are on the ski we could obviously go on and on but it's it is often that those really small things that we do to start any kind of movement has a huge effect as you go up the chain, as you move up the body, as you do something small, it affects really the grand scheme of things. So really spend some time with those really kind of small, nitty-gritty details and maybe isolate them a little bit. Definitely be doing a lot of uh, a lot of goofy stuff that I'll get a lot of looks for, but it'll be worth it. <laughs> Max, <laughs> it'll thank, be worth it. thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate it. Look forward to talking with you again yeah. soon. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime. Happy. Happy to do it. From the PSIA ASI Mobile Studios in Annapolis, Maryland, I'm George Thomas. Thanks for listening to First Chair.